Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to a new episode of Flesh Wound Farce, where we review and discuss your and our favorite comedy films. This is the world's first and only combination trivia host and professional wrestling announcer of Chilean descent that currently resides in Southern California, Ozzy V. And with me as always on this program, first in the Northern California Bay Area, world-famous juggler Greg Larson. How you doing, Greg? After a wonderful football win, I am doing very well. How about yourself, Ozzy? You know, following that that 49ers and, uh, and Seahawks game, which the first half was like kind of crazy, but that second half really course corrected. But that, that I mean, sorry real quick, ladies and gentlemen, but this is the NFL playoffs and just had to comment real quick on the, sorry if you're a Chargers fan, but the Los Angeles Chargers were up 27 to nothing. Todd, do you, I know you don't watch football, but like you understand, like if a team is up 27 to nothing, oh, yes. you're like, wow, okay. So they won, right? You know what the final score was, Todd? So what? it was 27 to nothing at one point. The Chargers lost 31 to 30. <laughs> Thir- like they, wow. they, they were outscored 31 to three. Did like the team go and strike halfway through and they called the bums outside here's, of the floor? Here's, the ama- like, this is why I love sports is because there's crazy, unbelievable things that happens. The quarterbacks for the Jacksonville Jaguars, Trevor Lawrence, threw four interceptions. Four interceptions in the first quarter. He had thrown eight interceptions in the last like nine, ten weeks or something like that. And he threw four in the first quarter and the Chargers started celebrating and all this stuff and you know, they got up 27 to nothing. And then all of a sudden, little by little. So it was just, uh, it was, it was a fun day of football, to say the least. I'm looking forward to tomorrow. But Fletchman producer Todd, I know you don't watch football. I apologize. How are you doing today? You're, well, you're sick. I, I'm sorry. Oh, I, I don't know. I asked. It's like habit. I don't know. I, I'm, we what I'm you always noti- look like that or like no, I'm just noticing your name looks a little shorter, your room looks a little less shiny. Okay. Um let let me explain this real quick before we get into this film. I'm gonna get you sucka. Just to explain things real quick, I've had a trophy here the past year that was labeled 272 champion. Now things have happened in the season, and while there has not been a final decided, there have only been two games. That have been played in this uh, one-off championship between me and my opponent. So technically, the games, this final championship is still underway. Uh, I had Trevor Lawrence as my quarterback that I drafted. So in those first, when those first four interceptions hit, I already planned my day tomorrow of food. Like I was gonna like get a giant breakfast, and then like for dinner I was gonna have a giant pizza, right? Like and then just a river of tears to cover it all. Uh, but then. <laughs> Stuff started coming back, but I still had that thought with the four interceptions. Maybe I shouldn't have the trophy on the show and jinx myself because, uh, you know, this is going to come out tomorrow at 9 p.m. And we're recording this Saturday night at 9 p.m. So I don't want to push my luck. So, so like, but by the fact of you not having it here. No, don't. Couldn't that just be predicting the future? No, don't, don't. This is just getting us used to the rest of this. This comes out after that's over, right? So it's like you're trying to say this is the future. You know what? (laughs) Exactly. I'm not going to let you take over this episode and take away from the film that we need to review and discuss. And that being, I'm going to get you, sucker, released on December 14th. 
1988 rated R with a runtime of 88 minutes. Todd, do you have a trailer available? Yes, I do. Let's take a look. Never has a film moved so many and touched so deeply. United Artists is proud to present I Am Going to Get You Sucker, a captivating story. <laughs> Yo, baby, hold it. That ain't it. It's I'm Gonna Get You Sucker. Yes. And it's the story of the brother's fight. Yes. Against Mr. Big. Yes, well. Let's get that sucker. <laughs> it's about action. Bravery. I'm a soldier, man. I've been trained for combat. Romance. Twelve inches. And danger. If y'all step on my bunny, I'll <laughs> kill both of you. I'm gonna get you, sucker. Let's get that sucker. It's the good guys against the bad guys. Oh, how come their guns are so much bigger than ours? It's a phallic thing. I don't know. Good girls against the bad guys. You must got the devil in you. And it's bad guys against the bad guys. Now, you boys can leave either through the window or the stairs. We're going to take the stairs. We'll take the stairs. I'm going to get you, sucker. You know what I mean, brother? <laughs> well, actually, I don't. You know, I didn't grow up around blacks. Now, I grew up in the suburbs. My dad was a lawyer, my mom was a doctor, and all my friends were white. Chump. I'm going to get you, sucker. <laughs> no, it's got passion, pumps, rhythm, and soul. Freak brother! Who are these guys? It's my theme music. Every good hero should have some. I'm gonna get you, sucker. Don't say that. I'm gonna get you, sucker. Even if you can't say it, you got to see it. I got you, sucker. And that was the trailer for I'm Gonna Get You Sucka. Sorry, I just needed to verify something real quick. Uh, in the trailer, you saw a little girl yes. scream, preach, brother. That actress was Ariana Richards, who played the... Um... Girl in Jurassic Park. Thank you. I just forgot <laughs> oh, to write fun. that down, so I needed to say that before we moved on. But yes, that was the trailer for I'm Gonna Get You Sucka. Again, released on December 14th, 1988, with a runtime of 88 minutes. Rated R, written and directed by Keenan Ivory Waynes, starring Keenan Ivory Waynes himself, Bernie Casey, Anthony Fargus, as well as Damon Waynes, his brother. Uh, he also had a ton of cameos here. John Witherspoon being one as a reverend, which is hilarious. Uh, initial thoughts on this. I'd always seen the commercials for it on KTLA. Like, it seemed to be on once Very every regional. two months. <laughs> but... At the same time, it's like I knew it was rated R. So I thought to myself, it, the funny parts aren't probably going to be in the movie. I, that's what I was my thinking as a kid. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. However, seeing it this first time around, I think I wish I would have given it a shot at least because I think it would have been entertaining at that age. I think Greg? even with the even with the TV version, I think you would have been fine. Yeah, absolutely. Greg? I, I was really glad that's where it went because for a second i thought you were gonna say 
I should have given her a shot before because the, all the funny parts were cut out of this movie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that's not where it went because this was fun. I, I love the Wayne's brothers. Like it, it took a moment to kind of focus because I didn't really know much about this movie. Um, and it's definitely like intentionally bad at points, you know, like and and when you don't know that at first, you're it, there's moments where you're like, oh, is this, this going to be how it goes? And then like, you know, there's there's a backflip or two you see and you're like, OK, all right, let me reframe. <laughs> and so um, without going into uh, this with a lot of knowledge of the movie, um, didn't know what to expect, but it, it really did turn out uh, to be a lot of fun. Todd. Um, and it's more than just that because I mean, not even that. It's also just like because it came out as a you know a parody of black exploitation films. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, so if you don't have a full like a big knowledge of that, so it doesn't like click a lot either. Like I was a mild fan of black exploitation at the time, but this really jumped off like me deep diving into some of the smaller stuff like Chuck Turner. But um, yeah, this one just from the trailers looked hilarious. Went and saw it opening day, nineteen eighty-eight. You said Ozzy, December fourteenth, nineteen eighty-eight. Well, there you go. <laughs> Long 21st time. Ago. Birthday or twelve? <laughs> <laughs> I think it would have been twelve. Had to so, do math. Ton, tons of funny moments here. Uh, I I had a hard time, so I got a bit of a sore neck, and I was constantly on my well, with the lacrosse ball, just massaging this ball. And I had to keep dropping it to write stuff down or going back to see some stuff. Um, but I didn't want to take the first stab at this. Todd, how about you? We'll go with your favorite moment here. The favorite moment I could say? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll go with it. My bitch, my bitch better have my money poem. Still gets me every time. <laughs> <laughs> That's the in-between what I could pick. <laughs> Greg? Man, there's there's so many great moments in this film. I've got a... You know, I'm just going to go with the one that like caught me off guard and got me the most. Um, there's a moment where um, there's a guy who, who gets killed and then is used as a shield. And then <laughs> when he's dropped to the ground... Um, like that, that's funny alone, but then like when he gets dropped to the ground, there's a point they step on him and he farts and just because I wasn't expecting it, like I laughed way too hard for that moment. Absolutely. Uh, one thing I loved about it is that there was a few repeated gags (laughs) and my favorite was the stare gag and it was so it wasn't like because sometimes you'll see something used three times the same way Mm -hmm. but this was perfect where you saw it two times the same way the third time it was from a different angle and then the fourth time was a different payoff completely and it just usually usually at the third time a joke is dead but Mm -hmm. they found a way to make it still kind of good and ongoing and each time it had this the second time the third time and the fourth time i laughed harder each time right. it happened. I wonder uh, if they shot more and like kind of cut them down till they got the right number. It's entirely possible. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, also, a, another note is uh, there's a lounge scene 
or where rather you see a lounge singer mm-hmm. singing a rendition of when the saints go marching in in the style of jazz and when asked who the singer is they say she's the owner's sister the singer is actually kim wayans which is keenan ivory wayans sister so oh, there you go. <laughs> that's that's another great gag but uh there were some times now what's really tough is, is watching this after watching black dynamite because mm. they're in the same range of parodying the same kind of genre yes. but each had it it's different story rather the black dynamite was more of the like shaft similar sex kind of magnet right while while Keenan Ivory Waynes was more the goofy kind of character that fit more for that era and that could get by in in theaters because I believe Black Dynamite was went straight to Netflix. The 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 feature no that was a thousand theaters. It it was an independent. It wasn't like hitting like every theater, but no, right? No, that was and, and it, yeah, that was DVD Blu-ray. That would have been way before straight to Netflix. Okay, right. What I what I I guess. My point being is that, uh, so it, this was a MGM UA release. Oh yeah, this was right. a wider a wider release. Back then, a wide release though could be six hundred theaters, and I don't know the screen count on it, but I guess definitely point, more than the other one. I guess my point being is that this this film could have reached a wider audience, oh. age wise. I mean, there is like minimal nudity compared to Black Dynamite, which was like sex humor was like half, if not all, the movie. Yeah. Right, you know. right, and this was just a different type of parody of that of that genre. Although it, the line when uh, Slade comes in and the mother says, "Oh, I need you," and he says, "I've been horny too," you know, <laughs> that that's a great line, but it wasn't as I guess to the amount of Black Dynamite. There is one there is one other line that I do want to throw out there that made me laugh a lot more that I've never like just caught and like, oh yeah, no shit. Um I want to say it's Jim Brown says the Keenan Ivory Waynes. Um, what makes you think you could be an action hero? <laughs> is uh I'm an ex football player and any any backs off? Just yep. Yeah, all right. All right. <laughs> yeah, I actually have that written down right here. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it's funny you mentioned the Black Dynamite because, like, there's a line that's in here that I've really enjoyed that would be perfect for either movie. Um, there, there's a in one of the action scenes. I think it was Slade who's like chasing one of the guys up to the rooftop, and the uh, guy on the rooftop's like, "I counted 20 shots, and you never reloaded." <laughs> and his response was, "That's right." And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> He's that good. I think I, I feel like we need to bring up Chris Rock's cameo too. His that gag cameo, the cameo and the gag that he had was great. Yeah. And <laughs> I bet you just poured in my hand for a time. <laughs> uh, so uh, getting into the ratings, I had a really fun time with it, and this is something that I'm probably going to watch multiple times in the future talking about it alone bumps the uh rating up for me to a five just because i had so much fun with it and you had the action element too at the end Mm -hmm. which satisfied a certain aspect you know and it's also just under 90 minutes so 
you're not losing too much time there. So I always appreciate that in a film. So it's, yeah, it's a five for me. Um, yeah, this was a tough one. Um, just curious, um, when, cause sometimes we watch multiple movies around the same time. Did you watch this or, uh, Borat first? I watched this first. Okay. Yeah. See, I, I had watched Borat, which we'll be I talking did too. about soon. And <laughs> it, the pacing of a newer movie, even though Borat was what, 2006, something like that. Yes. Um, the pacing of, of, of that movie just felt so much quicker and, and you're getting a lot hit at you at once. And so going to this movie afterwards was, was it, it just felt it dragged a little bit. I think if I watched it independently, um, it, it would have definitely still kept a great pacing. Um, I still really enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun, especially once I like, realized what kind of movie it was so i'm still gonna give it a four like i really did have a good time um but it didn't didn't uh it did have moments where it was a little slow for me i completely get that as well and watching borat immediately after watching this made borat seem very fresh (laughs) but at the same time I kind of was in that's that. hard to do too, but we'll save that. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, I guess for me, whenever I watch a movie of the time, I kind of have to like, not graded on, I guess in a, in a way graded on a curve, mm-hmm. whereas understand the time that it came out. Right. Think of someone doing think- that, watching a movie, thinking about the time it came out and using the context of the time. Okay, not when it's like really stupid, like we're just supposed to assume. I'm like giving you, you props, get- Ozzy. Okay. Just take All it. Right. 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 No, I, I'm just, saying. No, like I, 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 we, we started off me getting attacked by like, oh, Ozzy, your name seems shorter this week and you're, <laughs> you seem a little shinier, less shinier now. No, so, I like, I was right. a little defensive. I apologize. But okay. at the same time, like I because I did think about it in the sense like this is feeling kind of slow. But at the same time, like a lot of movies at the time at the time were like more about setting up and then a payoff at the end. In this case, it had like an a similar action payoff at the end where you had the action happening. But at some points you had the lull just to get the story along. And they had the funny moments sprinkled out through in, whereas the end, the climax, and it's probably what bumped it up for a five for me is that you had the kind of action, but you had the stupid humor with the action, and meshing that always gets over with me. Explains Die Hard. Um, since I never, I never gave my rating. <laughs> I was about to throw to you. Okay, you went on like a ten minute tirade in between, you know, from his rating to mine. That is ridiculous. It was I more know. like ninety seconds. You could have reheat. You could have heated up some rice and would have been done with it. All right. Uh, yeah, I'm a four. I do. I watch this one quite often. Every few years, there is a Blu-ray came out in 2016. Um, not a lot of extra features. A couple of retro making of features and B-roll stuff. No commentaries. Ah, okay. Now this is available on HBO Max, and if you want to check if it's available on another platform, you can head to justwatch.com, type it in for that information. Not a sponsor, but they can be. Ah, we just oh, I use them for everything. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> There's, we have to have like a sound effect now. Like when, if one of us accidentally drops an F-bomb that like 
I know exactly what it needs to be. And what will that be, Greg? Uh, Todd? Better message it to me. <laughs> There's a wonderful ASAP. video. Of, hey, that's, that's not, that is, that is not oh, fair. I didn't even hear what it was. You like, you have, if it's, not be dropped when somebody, that, forget it. Never mind. Forget I said anything. <laughs> so, that was, I'm going to get you, sucker, and I definitely recommend checking it out if you have not done so. <laughs> Next week, we're going to be back with a new episode. As mentioned, we'll be Borat and more on that later. Uh, anything else with for you guys before you, we, before we head out, rather? No, it's just, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sad to see that empty space behind you. Ozzie. Oh, maybe in a couple weeks, it won't be so empty. How about that? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I, I, I got to say, maybe, you know, what, it, Todd, it, it's nice. You plan it out like the way Raw used to tape when they did the tapings or the old TV tapings. I'm like, well, we're already going to switch the title by then. So we can't tape it with then. So you're kind of using the same, same uh, ideal. So like for the next two tapings, you don't have a trophy. And then after that, there'll still be no trophy. I just hope, I just hope that if, if, I mean, I mean, there was a game where people were up 27 nothing and, and still, you know, still won uh, or still lost that game. So you have a chance at winning, Ozzy. But but I do hope that if you get that championship and if you if you return that name onto your title bar there, there needs to be that asterisk. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. You, it needs to be asterisk. What asterisk? Because <laughs> had it ended at the regular season. No, but see, saying. here's the thing. Our saying. league decided that was not how our season was going to end. So our season has not yet ended officially. And when our season officially ends, one of us will officially be champion. No asterisks. Yeah. Asterisks. No, <laughs> you're just being an ass. Tricks. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, well, we, that is world famous juggler Greg Larson and Fleshman producer Todd. And I'm Ozzy V, and we'll be here next week again with a new episode of Flesh Wound Farce. <laughs>